It's time to go into business for yourself. Get ready for another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. Education, insight, and inspiration. Here's your host, small business and franchise expert, Tom Scarda. Welcome to another episode of the Franchise Academy. My name is Tom Scarda. Welcome to another episode of everything you want to know about franchising. So we do everything here from uh, how to buy a franchise, how to sell a franchise, how to turn your business into a franchise. So everything that you wanted to know, one-stop shopping and best practices in the franchise industry. So today I have a great guest, um, a mentor of mine, a leader and a trailblazer in franchising right now, Paul Flick. So Paul um, is the founder of Premium Service Brands. Premium Service Brands is what I'll call a, an umbrella company that has eight or maybe it's up to 10 brands now under one umbrella. So it there's a lot of leverage as a franchise owner that you can have by being involved with a with Premium Service Brands company. It is really um, an interesting opportunity. And what it's focusing on is homes and and Paul will talk about this in a second but what the the vision is is once you're in somebody's home let's fix everything that needs to be fixed and and really kind of quote unquote own that home so I want to welcome in Paul Flick how are you Paul I'm great Tom thanks for having me this is fantastic so thank you for being on the show I know you're crazy busy um and and we got so much going on so when we first met a couple of years ago you had just started with something called 360 painting, residential and commercial indoor outdoor painting, which has taken off like a rocket. Um, mm-hmm. I've actually yeah. made placements in that business. Um, and, and it's really a, a phenomenal little thing. But tell us more about premium service brands. Sure. As you said, premium service brands is an umbrella company to eight different franchise brands, soon to be a ninth one uh, later this week. And then we also have a 10th one that we're going to close an acquisition in the fourth quarter of uh, 2021. Um, But, you know, we have currently eight different brands all focused on the same end user, uh, which is a residential single family homeowner. And whether it's painting, garage door, handyman, maid service, uh, we want to create an exceptional customer experience. So we're able to leverage our other services that we offer in that area and become a lead generator for our franchise partners. And we do that through an initiative called Home.One, where we take our database from all the customers, all the brands, and all the services we provide, and we leverage it and continue to market towards those customers. Because if they've had a great experience and they trust you, then why not leverage it into another uh, service and decrease your customer acquisition cost? Holy mackerel. You know, I didn't know that, Paul. And and I thought I knew the, the at least the 360 brand pretty well and, and ProLift Garage Doors pretty well. Um, so that's fantastic. So you're actually helping. So somebody who's not savvy in marketing or sales, if they get into one of your franchise outfits, then you, I don't want to say you're doing it for them, but you're really getting them a head start or a leg up in marketing. Is, is that yeah, what well, yeah, no, we want to partner with them. So we're definitely not doing it all for them by any stretch. They've got to still get out of bed and they got to work hard. They got to execute on their business plan. But if we can be a partner 
and we can provide lead generations, which is the single biggest cost that they're going to invest in when they start their business is customer acquisition. If we can be a avenue or a lead generation for them, they're going to be able to scale quicker. They're going to be more profitable and get to a break even quicker as well. Uh, so we want to partner with them to grow their business. Awesome. So, um, so mostly these businesses are kind of like painting, handyman, kitchen repair, things like that. So are you looking for like that guy that, you know, used to work construction and now wants to own a franchise? Who, who's, who's your owner? I guess our typical owner is somebody who's been in middle management, uh, maybe wants to gain control of their schedule, wants to create a financial path for independence, wants to build an asset, but doesn't want to work in the business. Like we're not looking for somebody who wants to get up on a ladder and swing a brush or put on a tool belt and swing a hammer. We want somebody that's going to be managing crews, executing your marketing plan, you know, track and manage your lead flow. We want a business owner, not somebody that is going to work in the business on it. Very nice. Work on the business, not in the business. Um, yep. And and that is, uh, you know, one of the tenets of Michael Gerber's uh, The E-Myth Revisited, if you ever read that book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I recommend it to everybody listening to this podcast. Read The E-Myth Revisited. It's fantastic. Um, and so having, you know, eight or nine, almost 10 brands now, mm -hmm. So somebody could come in and they could, could they own more than one brand or do you say, Hey, own three territories in one particular concept? How, how do you see that? I mean, it, it's ultimately it's up to the franchise partner. We have a franchise partner in Nashville that owns three territories of 360 painting. So they own all of Nashville. They do over $2 million in revenue uh, and they're rock stars. Doesn't mean everybody has to follow that same path of one brand in multiple territories. Uh, honestly, I think stacking the brands is what we call it, where maybe if you come in as a prolif garage door, then you can buy rubbish works and you can buy handyman pro and you're starting to leverage that end user because you're already at their home. So why not provide them another service creating multiple revenue streams for you and your family and your business. So I like the stacking. It decreases the drive time as well. Uh, you know, Nashville is a big city um, and, you know, could be an hour and a half, two hours from one territory to the other, where if it was stacked, you'd have more brands servicing the same end user. So instead of going 10 miles wide and, and a mile deep, you could go 10 miles deep and just a mile wide. Bingo. Exactly. And that, and that makes economic sense. Yep. Um, you know, the, the whole um, helping with the, um, the cost of running the business, there's scalability factors that come into play. And, and so that that's kind of a brilliant, really brilliant way to do it. Um, well, there's lots of ways to leverage your employee base as well. You know, if you have a handyman, who is working in the handyman business, but things slow down or you go through seasonality, then you can move them over to 360 painting or move them into kitchen wise. So there's lots of ways to leverage, you know, not just your customer, but your employees and efficiencies of drive time. Uh, as you said, go 10 miles down versus 10 miles wide. I love that. So, so good. But I want to take a step back actually, because, I want to find out a little bit more about how this all started for you. Um, premium service brands, like 
background? How did you, how did you get here? <laughs> yeah, so I guess it all started in 2006. Uh, was exactly the fourth quarter of 06. We launched 360 painting. Uh-huh. And um, it was we had a great run for 18 months. And as you are acutely aware of, uh, in 2008, the Great Recession hit. And it really was the perfect storm for franchising, especially in the home service industry. We banks weren't lending, you know, obviously equity, equity was being lost in homes. So, you know, we weren't able to sell franchises. So the ones we did have, uh, out there working, we were very focused on operations and supporting them and seeing them through that. So it took several years to get through it. And once we got through that, we launched ProLift Garage Doors and uh, Handyman Pro. So those are our three organic uh, systems that we started. And then we've done four, well, five acquisitions as of last week and a sixth one that will be uh, completed this week. Um, so we are definitely focused on running faster now, getting a bigger footprint across the country, more franchise partners, more customers to leverage. Uh, so through acquisitions. Would you be interested in listing off the acquisitions just so the listeners know sure. uh, what we're dealing with here? First one started Made Right, which is residential cleaning. Second one was uh, Kitchen Wise, which is kitchen organization, bathroom organization. Uh, third one was Renew Crew, which is an exterior power washing and cleaning franchise. And the fourth, uh, yeah, fourth one was Rubbish Works, which is junk removal. Uh, and then the fifth one as of last week is Grout Meta. Uh, so those are the ones, yeah. And the one this Thursday, I will let you know as soon as we close which what the name is. <laughs> well, very cool. So this is not a fair question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. You're not supposed to ask who your favorite child is, but do you have a favorite brand? 360 painting. It's the baby. Yeah. It's the first, it's the first one. one. <laughs> the first one. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. That is we all so have great. a favorite child. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, and so, and where are you guys based? Like if I'm, somebody buys a franchise, they're going to come to training. Where's that all happening? Uh, Charlottesville, Virginia, uh, is where we're head office. Yep. We've got obviously a lot of remote support, franchise support coaches out there, but head office where all the administrative training is, is in Charlottesville, Virginia. Very cool. Very cool. Um, and what are you looking for in regard to, um, the perfect owner? I know we we touched on this already, but I Mm want to talk about the owner. And I also want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, employees and how you, so, you know, what I'm hearing from people is they're scared of employees. Like, where am I going to get them? Do you help? So mm-hmm. um, can you speak to any of that? Sure. Well, we'll start with who we're looking for. And really, we're looking for somebody who is open-minded to follow a system. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not going to follow the franchise or system, then don't buy a franchise. Just start something on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the value in coming into a franchise is to minimize your mistakes. We're looking for somebody who's got good communication skills, who is organized, that has character and integrity, and, you know, is somebody that can manage people as well. Uh, The crews that you're going to be managing, the customers you're going to be managing. So just an all around, you know, uh, good person that uh, wants to follow a system. You know, we, the labor market's tight. You know, and I always, we have franchise prospects and franchise partners currently that always asked, like, how do, how am I going to find more workers or how do I get my first worker? And, you know, yes, it is challenging. Back in 2008, 9, and 10, 
I had painters for 360 painting lined up, a, you know, a mile deep looking for work, but we couldn't make the phone ring or it was much more challenging. I would have rather have today's problem, you know, making the phone ring, the demands there, you know, we obviously have to fill, you know, the, the demand with, uh, with the labor to get things done. But, you know, it, it obviously it's possible. The supplementary unemployment that ended at first of the month is going to help out a great deal. Uh, I think a lot of people were staying at home mm -hmm. instead of working and that made the labor market pretty tight. But, you know, we do have tools that the franchise partners can use, whether it's leveraging our vendor partners, career plug and other avenues. But once you get somebody and they're working, you just got to treat them well and they'll stick with you. Uh, so we do have tools for them to get out there and find, uh, you know, the labor, the, the crews and, or it could be a subcontractor as well or employees, depending on what business model. So, yeah, tell me more about subcontractors. How, how do you guys yeah. do that? So subcontractors, I'll take 360 painting as an example, is, is using subs. That's the way that industry is set up, you know, to begin with, for the most part, is using contractors that don't want to market, that don't maybe have the expertise or the capital to market, don't want to deal with customers. But what they want to do is just they want to do their craft and they do it really well. Uh, so we partner up with them. We really become a marketing and sales company and we generate the leads. We sell the jobs and they're producing the work. And what's nice about that is they're a 1099 crew. And if you don't have a job, you don't have overhead. You're not incurring employee costs. So mm -hmm. it remains a business model with very low overhead and your biggest cost being labor and materials stay in line with revenue. Um, but the subcontractors are, are fantastic. Yeah. That's brilliant. And you have relationships set up in order to contact new. We do. Um, yeah. That's, that's great stuff. So the, um, are there any specific markets that you're looking to target? No, not really. Um, I think for us, it's all about finding the right person to bring into the system. It's not about the market. Obviously the market has to be large enough uh, to support a franchise partner. But mm -hmm. we're looking more for the quality people to bring into the system. Right. Yeah. And it is all about that. And, and it's um, mm -hmm. the, the quality of the person. And, and what I like about it is that, you know, many times you'll find someone who is not a marketing genius, but they can really, you know, but they're leaders, right? Yep. And so I think the leader is the person that, that would be best fitted for these kind of service businesses, in my opinion, anyway. Um, Agreed. So you have that all kind of tied up together there in a nice bow with all the brands. So, on the, so on a personal note, more is um, any books or anything that you've read that you contribute your success to at this point that you would recommend to somebody like me who's trying to learn. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I don't read a whole lot. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I obviously watch stuff uh, online and watch shows, but, you yeah. know, the, the, for me, the mentors have been some of the people in my past, like a Francis Broadfoot, who took the leap, invested in me. He was an entrepreneur himself and learning, you know, uh, the mistakes that he made and minimizing my mistakes. And uh, mm. so it's more people I engage in versus a book. Oh, that's really great. Are there any kind of mistakes that you've made that you learn from that, that would be a, a situation that you could share? Yeah. Coming into a business and starting it and being undercapitalized. I have lived it. 
uh, and then 2008 hit and it hurt more. Uh, so being undercapitalized was uh, a big mistake on my part, you know, when I started the business. Now, we're well over that, but uh, that uh, I would recommend to anybody if, you know, whatever your budget says, add another 20, 30 percent onto working capital. So you're not focused <laughs> on your bank account. You're focused on continuing to drive the business. That's it. And I share that with all my candidates. So if you're listening to this, there's three buckets of money that must be filled. And if you've ever, if you've worked with me in the past, you know what the buckets are. Initial capital, get your doors open, working capital to keep your doors open, pay your staff, do your marketing, get those phones to ring. And the third bucket most people forget about is home capital. Pay your bills at home. You need that money too. As you're you working towards making a profit. So yeah. um, that's great. I'm glad that you're looking out for the franchise owners in that respect and Absolutely. making sure they're well capitalized because that is the number one reason for failure and yeah. uh, the number one reason for kind of you know losing your hair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in the business. So <laughs> this is great. Any um, kind of parting advice that you would give to someone who's listening in now and they're thinking about franchising, they're kind of on the fence, what would you suggest? Just if you're thinking about starting a business or a franchise, obviously aligning them with somebody like yourself that can walk them through the process. I think everybody thinks, well, if I look at a franchise, it's going to be an easy process. And, you know, in a couple of weeks, we're all done. It's a big undertaking. It's a big investment of time on their part. And for somebody to guide them, is a critical part of that process. So, you know, engage in somebody like yourself. And the, and the other thing is just do it. There's never going to be a good time to start a business. I can tell you, there'll be always a million reasons why not to do it. But once you get into it, you'll never look back. It's the most amazing adventure you'll ever go on. Yep. I am so in agreement with that. And, and the proof is in the pudding because I've done it. <laughs> Quit a job, bought a franchise, <laughs> built it, sold it, built another one, crashed it, you know, all of that. And I would not mm-hmm. change for a minute, loving every minute of it. And I get to meet yeah. great people like you, your mm-hmm. team, you know, Matt Reeves, Eric Wexler. I mean, everybody over there at Premium Serve, just great, great folks. So I'm just happy to be able to uh, have met people like you guys, work with you guys, and continue to help you guys grow your brand. Well, we appreciate your support, Tom, and thanks for everything you've done for us. Yeah, no, this is great. Thank you, Paul. And one last thing, how could people get in touch with you and uh, or learn more about premium service brands and all the brands you have? I think the easiest thing is just go to the website, premiumservicebrandsplural.com, and all of our brands are there. So premiumservicebrands.com, and that'll be on the website here. So if you go to thefranchiseacademy.com, Everything will be there, uh, including the links to get in touch with Paul and the team there in Virginia. So thank you so much, Paul. Great talking with you. And thanks again for being on the Franchise Academy podcast. Great being with you, Tom. Thanks. This has been another episode of the Franchise Academy podcast. For more info, go to our website, thefranchiseacademypodcast.com. Remember to subscribe to Tom Scarta's YouTube channel for educational videos on franchising, education, insight, and inspiration.